Hey now, everybody. Thank you for joining us again on Vibes by Alicia. I am so excited to be back on the mic. It's been a while. It has been at least a few weeks. And I can only say that it's only been because um, other things started happening. We were working on a flip. We were working on getting a house on the market. And that took up a little bit of our time and a lot of our energy. But we are back and we are going to be talking today. And actually, we is me and my husband, Russ, because I asked Russ to join me in on this episode because today we're going to be talking about toxic positivity. Hello. And what is toxic positivity? It's basically, you know, when online you get a lot of great positive, um, I guess, what is it called? A lot of good vibes, a lot of positivity from people that go online on social media and talk about how, you know, they portray themselves as being happy no matter what, and they switch everything off, and they don't ever really promote the negative that happens in their life. And today I want to talk about it because there was a conversation that I had with someone online about, you know, whether or not it's okay for us to always be posting the positive or never posing the negative. For me, my social media is always about encouraging and posting and loving and sharing all the goodness because I really don't like sharing um, private, you know, um, things and private conversations and maybe challenges that I'm having, whether with my family, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, but I do see the value in maybe sharing a little bit of the, you know, the bad or the negative or the not so good, because I think one thing that people really comment for me is, how wonderful is my life and how wonderful my marriage is. And although both of them are wonderful and amazing, I think there's a lot of back um, story that goes with all of that. And I think if I'm not authentic and truthful about those sorts of things, I think a lot of people might think that it's always fantastic and amazing and wonderful. And, you know, I've been married to Russ for 20 years now. We will be turning 20 in November. And I can say to you that, you know, we've been through our ups and downs, but we've always maintained a really beautiful, loving relationship and something that we've always, you know, had in common is that we always said to each other we would communicate the good and the bad. So, and I think Russ can definitely attest to that, you know, because I think one thing they always say, you know, communication is a key for a good marriage. And I think we've been sort of the, I guess, I don't know, the purveyors of that notion because it has been like that for us. I think communication has always been. Yeah, communication is important and flexibility is important. I mean, you have to kind of let you know your spouse or your partner know what's bothering you and what not, where not to push your buttons and where it's okay. But flexibility is also important too. You have to remember that the other person is not you. And they obviously come from a different background and right. they have a different skill set and they have different uh, cultural beliefs sometimes. And sometimes those can clash and there's personality clashes and obviously we're moody from day to day. So, yeah. So all those kinds of things are important. That's where I think both of those components are. You know, and I think a lot of people ask us, like, how, what is the secret for a good marriage? What is the secret for you guys having such a long, beautiful, like we can tell that you guys really love each other. And I think it's just a shared value system. I think that's something that we really communicated at the beginning. If our shared values, our 
I guess our morals, the way we see the world, the way we see life, the way our point of views were always aligned, right? We always saw that from the beginning, even though we were pretty young. We had very clear goals for what we wanted in our life. We were both very clear, very focused. Um, I remember us having conversations right from the beginning, whether this was important to you, whether that was important to you, or, you know, is this something that matters or is this something that doesn't matter but I think a lot of people on social media now go online and think oh wow I want to see what they're doing because their life is just so beautiful and so perfect and it's never like that never anybody's relationship is perfect and, and beautiful but what do I want to share on my social media it's always positivity and it's always good but the question is is it toxic is it toxic for me to only post the good that I have and the goodness, you know, like with my travel, a lot of people feel like, wow, you know, you travel, you, you travel all over the world, you must have a lot of money, you must have the best life, you must not, you know, have anything that bothers you, it just, I don't know, it may be giving people the wrong impression. Right, and I think a lot of the times that's the case when you see your friends or your family or people you're connected to that constantly post positive posts because we know it's just not realistic. Everyone, everybody has their ups and downs. They have their yeah. low moments and high moments. And, and sure, there's a positive side to it because there's a lot of negativity in the world. And you do kind of want to surround yourself sometimes by people that do have a lot of positivity, positivity flowing out of them because it's infectious and it can be contagious and in a good way. Right. Yeah. So it's, and it's aspirational. It's desperation, it's aspirational, but I think it, sometimes too much of it or too often it comes off as not genuine or not yeah. authentic. And mm -hmm. I think that's where I think some people have an issue with because we all know that no one has a perfect life. No one has a perfect marriage. Yeah. Some have it better than others. Some have, you know, some folks have more money and, and their lives are slightly more comfortable. You know, they have the difference. They have different sets of yeah. issues than people that don't have money. And I think this constant uh, positivity thing that people are always posting their lives are perfect. I just think it to be superficial at times. And and I think it, it would. And the other the other side is that if you constantly post something that is only positive, I think you're trying to live up to something. And then you're under stress and under pressure to live up to that ideal all the time. Mm -hmm. So you now have put yourself into a box or you, you, yes. you push yourself into a corner. And yes. when something does actually happen to you, which is very realistic, you can't post that because you have now painted this picture of yourself as this perfect life. Okay, so you now have created an unnecessary stressful situation yeah. in your life. That, that it's not necessary because before there was social media, you had to talk to people. Now you can kind of, show people what you're doing without having to talk to them. Yeah. But it's now, it's, it's taking it to a different level. You know, it's like so, it's the social media is taking your, your individualism on steroids. Where before yeah. <laughs> it, was part, it was kind of just confined to where you were in your own little world. Now you're yeah. going to expound your world to the whole world, literally. Everyone, yeah. And I think that, and then you get a whole bunch of likes. And before, the only people that told the they, pulled, they said anything that they liked was maybe your close friends and maybe your parents if you had and your family parents, and that was it. But mm -hmm. the whole world really didn't give a, you know, they didn't give a shit about what, yeah. what you did. But now people are <laughs> just liking it because it's easy to like something on social yeah. media because it's simply a click of the button. It is. yeah. And you don't have to actually look somebody in the face and tell them you like something. So it, <laughs> it discounts that 
Yeah. It's, there's that disconnect there because then you would be lying to them. I don't really think I really like that, but I'm not really showing it to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I, I could just say I like it and then I'm not really authentically liking it. I think, and the, the thing is, I think people forget when they, when they see all those likes that do they really like it or do they not like it? I think the people that make comments are probably the ones that probably genuinely like it because they take that extra step to, 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 think to about comment. It, yeah. To comment on yeah. it. But yeah. Yeah. Everyone else is kind of a 50-50 shot. Right, right. And I think you need to train your mind to realize that it's probably, they don't probably like it as much as you think they like it or as much as you want them to like it. Mm -hmm. And I think you just need to walk away from that. You share the moment and you get what you get out of it. Yeah. Just don't take it personally. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I took it personally at the beginning of my social media venture and my journey with social media because I remember posting things and being super proud of what I posted and not getting any likes or not getting any comments and being very upset and very disappointed in the people that I thought would like or would comment on my on my things. And then think thinking and looking back at it and saying, you know, I posted for me and just for that. But I remember for years not sharing any of the great things that were happening for me or any of my beautiful travels because I didn't want anybody to feel that, you know, I was bragging or that I was um, showing off, you know, that sort of thing. And just always having this guilt in the back of my mind that, you know, what am I or who am I to be, you know, posting so many beautiful, wonderful things? I shouldn't even be doing that. But at the same time, like I always felt like, why am I hiding something that's so important and so special for me? Um, But I guess it's more of a balance and just showing, you know, there's good, but there's also moments where I have a lot of anxiety. There's moments where, you know, I feel like a failure. There's moments where I feel like, you know, my business wasn't what I wanted it to be. I mean, so there's things like that, that I try to share, but I always try to keep it as positive and as lovely and as beautiful, because that's where I go for social media, for inspiration, for positivity, for optimism. You know, even though lately, I think I've been more on the negative side, because, you know, just so many things that have been happening in this country with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, I don't necessarily think it's negative. It's just more um, truthful and more harsh and more of a realistic point of view. And I'm just kind of like thinking, you know, I'm kind of done with always trying to be so positive and good and just sharing like, hey, this shit is real and we can't ignore it and we have to be a part of the solution. I think one thing that I always tell people on my social media is, you know, For us, we are going through a moment, we're going through a transition, we're going through something that's just difficult and hard. And I think the last three years, I think since November of 2016, when the elections happened and you and I held each other that whole night because we knew it was a disaster that was going to happen for the next following years that we it was and it was proven right we were proven right by that emotion and by that feeling you had that you had a little semblance of hope that maybe what he said in the campaign wasn't necessary what he was going to manifest in his presidency but he apparently manifested everything that he has said in the campaign and i tried so hard to not touch on that subject because i wanted to always just bring positivity to people that felt desolate and felt desperate and felt horrible about it but then I realized and I made a decision you know recently maybe a few months ago I think it was thanks to quarantine that you know what sharing those feelings is important and letting people know that I 
commiserate with you and I feel your pain. I feel where you're going through. I know that you fucking hate this asshole that we have as president right now. And I'm okay with that. I'm good with sharing that pain with you and not being fearful that I'm going to be disconnected from people or that I'm going to be losing my customers or I'm just kind of done with that, you know, and I'm just feeling like, I don't know if I'm just hiding a part of me and not letting it go or just finally letting it go and just releasing that. Right. No, I think you're, you're finally letting it go. Um, it's obviously going to take you some time. I've known you for 20 years because when you put your heart into something, it's like yeah. my father had told me about you yeah. when we first had met. It's you put your heart and soul into everything. You probably, you know, there's that saying, you, you got to give 110%, but with you, it's more like 150%. Mm-hmm. And I remember working my butt off for 20 years of the auto repair business, but I always came home and I kind of, you know, turned the switch on and turned it off after I decompressed for 20 minutes. But you brought a lot of that work with you. So I suspect it'll probably take you for, take you a while, but you know, I don't think that you need to uh, beat yourself up over it too much longer because you gave it everything you got. Yeah. And there, there were forces and there were, there were angles that just, there were just things out of your control. Yeah, and I think it's important that I share those challenges and share the hardship that I faced as I, because, you know, even people close to me know what I went through, but if they ask me, that's another thing about me. If they don't ask me about my hardships or they don't ask me about what I've gone through, I won't say anything. Until they open that Pandora's box, I will be very upfront and be like, yeah, this is what I went through. This is what, you know, I confronted and this is what I faced. But other than that, I won't talk about it. Like I won't say how dreadful it was the last two years or the years after Harvey. And I think that's a generational thing. I think that each generation that preceded us talk less about their past or their childhood. My, my parents were pre-baby boomers, and to, to, for them to talk anything yeah. about their childhood or how they grew up, you, you, I mean, it's like a 1% kind of conversation. And then you hear about the baby boom generation, and they talked about it a little bit more. And then yeah. you kind of hear, you get into the Gen Xers, and they talk about it a little bit more, but they're not completely open. you got to kind of get them going about it because mm-hmm. they kind of were surrounded by – they were kind of surrounded by two generations that were very private in their upbringing. But once you start getting to the millennials and to the Gen Z's, the social media generation, the video game generation, the inter interconnect to the flat world generation where, you know, which is kind of the driving forces behind a lot of these social movements these days, it's kind of, they're, they're open to talk about it. Of course there's downsides to being in that, to having that aspect because there's some traditions that, uh, that transcend time, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think uh, you know. I, I think it's good. It's good not to be a vault. It's good not to completely have everything boil up in you. I just think it's a bad idea to just uh, you know, obviously, say everything that there is to say out there. And I think some of the stuff should be left off of social media. Yeah, and I think so. Uh, that's what I was going to head to next. It's like, does everything have to be on social media? Does your private life, your conversation with your husband um, about your kids, does that have to be on social media? I think social media should be, I mean, I just, it shouldn't be every nuance, every idiosyncrasy, every little moment of your life. Yeah. I think that's a little, it's, it's overbearing, it's tiring, it's exhausting. You know, it's exactly what the name suggests. It's media and it's social. 
it, it's a great platform for social causes. It's yeah. a great platform for maybe some individual achievements. Absolutely, for sharing, you know, you know you, things. You know, I, for example, I work out a lot. And every time I hit a milestone, mm-hmm. you know, on some some weights or whatever, I yeah. think that's an achievement. And I think that, you know, majority of people I know don't go to the gym. And if I go to the gym and I'm trying to do better myself with the life, I think that's the kind of positivity. I just don't do too much of it. I just do it from time to time. I think if people see you too much it's it becomes the law of diminishing return which i remember learning in economics was pounded in me by constant professors is that too much of something eventually wears thin and then you kind of lose its luster or its appeal and i think that people just need to settle down a little bit and not indulge us with what they're doing Monday with too to much seven days a week yeah. 24 hours yeah, yeah. a day all day every day right. positivity positivity right or the other side of the toxic positivity is a toxic negativity. It's the people that are constantly looking for validation, that are constantly looking for you to, you know, quell their fears. The people that are always, you know, telling you how horrible their day was so that you can give them some positive reinforcement. Those are the other people that are on the other side of the spectrum because not only is positive is it is it positivity it's also negativity it's like a lot of you know people who also just share how dreadful their life is or how much they wish they had a boyfriend how much they wish they had this relationship how you know they're constantly talking about how they want this they want that they're looking for this they're looking for that and that's also overwhelming on another perspective because you know, at the same time, people are going to get, they're going to get saturated by your negativity all the time. It's always like, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. And it's okay. I'm annoyed with your, I wish. How about you just post something that's good and something that's happening for you and something that's great for you. But you know, I think it's just, it goes both ways. I think people just tend to to want to do and post whatever's going to give them the most attention. It's just about attention. It's the attention, yes, right. the attention economy, attention economy which is what's right. the latest thing now, you know, the attention economy. How do you profit off of people's attention spans? Yeah. And that's, uh, humans are wired to that. And, and as a generation, as we see with these succeeding generations, class or generations, or even if our generation or the preceding generation was exposed same technology, I don't think things would have been any different. I think the biology of human hardwiring is 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 a matter of what you expose it to. And I think that and I think that you know capitalism and corporations are are capitalizing on people's short attention spans. What's next? What's the latest and greatest thing? Okay, that's great what you did today. What are you doing tomorrow? And that's right up our alley. We have naturally short attention spans. Of course, there's people at it a little better than others, but the majority of people out there love to do, uh, love to constantly entertain themselves. That's why shows need to be updated. That's why restaurants yeah. are always needing to, to you know, recreate themselves, reinvent themselves, and stuff like that. So, so what do you think about the conversation that's been having, like it's been happening in social media recently, where? big social media influencers are always sharing how, you know, their tips and their tricks for their fantastic life or their fantastic marriage or their wonderful kids. And all of a sudden, you know, there's an announcement that comes like, you know, oh, my kid was arrested or we're getting a divorce 
or, you know, we're returning our child because we don't really like him and he was adopted and he's got issues. So well, I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm not, I'm not a trained psychologist <laughs> or a clinical psychiatrist. I didn't go to school for that. But, you know, I, I would probably just say that they're obviously hiding something and they're trying to, you know, pretend the problem is not there. And I think people handle problems differently. Yeah. And I think some people, they just, they confront the problem and some people don't confront them or they confront them indirectly. And I think the social media uh, platform is an avenue for them to, to, uh, confront that problem in the way they're doing it. And, but the issue is, is if it's harmless and you're just, and you're not profiting off of people, that's one thing. The thing is when you're selling books and you're selling podcasts or you're selling audio books or something like that, and you're pretending this conferences conferences, and people are paying thousands of dollars. And then you find out the entire time you were having issues, you know, that's, that's sleazy. It's fraudulent. It's fraudulent. It's, it's it's, uh, disingenuous. And you know, that's, kind of, you know, that's kind of the problem in society in general. I mean, that's, it's, it's nothing new. There's been fraudulent all the time, all the time since the beginning yeah. of time, there's always mm-hmm. been fraud. And I just think that it's just the means that people are using to be fraudulent. It's just different today because of technology. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, uh, it's just unfortunate that people are that way. And I just don't, I think that, I think the people that get the best bang for their buck are the people that paint it yeah. for real. And I'm going to yeah. use Hillary Clinton as an example because yeah. everyone can criticize. I remember growing up, this was when I was coming into my coming coming of age during yeah. college, was Hillary Clinton uh, had to deal with her husband's infidelity. Yeah. But I think most women would probably leave their husbands. But I think, not that she saw the bigger picture, but I think what her marriage is, is a real marriage. And I think you have your ups and downs and you have your tribulations and people get together to find a path in life to share together. Yeah. And in that, in that path and that trajectory that you partake upon with your spouse or your partner is, you know, the bumps and bruises that come with it. And I think that as long as there's more pros and cons, I think what Hillary did was who we should kind of follow, not necessarily follow, but take an example from that. It's as an example. It's, it's not. A, it's yeah. not. A, it's not a rosy picture out there. Exactly. The world, the world is not black and white. It's extremely gray, and sometimes it gets more gray than what we're accustomed to, what we would necessarily like. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that the people out there, for example, in the you know in the far right on the on the you know social side or on the far left, where they're always painting this. You know, on the far left, they paint like a flowery picture and they paint a, you know, a lottie dotty kind of world where it's very utopian, utopian yeah. on, on the far right. It's like it's all in one one person's hands and it's all it's like micromanaged by this deity. Yeah. I, you know, it's just I, you know, I always say life is a bell curve. There's extremes, you know, from left to right on the fringes and there's the majority of the people in, in the, the middle. middle. And I think those yeah. are the people that you kind of you got to kind of if you're having issues, those are the people you need to kind of look out to. Yeah, yeah. And if it looks too good to be true, it probably isn't true. So that's where my my perspective comes from. It's where I always see something and I always look at it and I read and I, I look at their families. I look at what they're posting. And if it looks so good and perfect and curated, it probably isn't real and it probably isn't lasting and it's not. Not to say that I don't appreciate a good curated social media platform. Like I love that because that means that person took effort and care into what they posted. However, there are different nuances and different little things that you can look at somebody's post 
and think, mm, yeah, this was very, very much. But there's 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 different kinds of curation. A campaign that you post. If you're promoting a swimsuit or you're promoting a shirt, right? Promotic, and you have it curated to promote your product. Yeah, and it's a beautiful photo. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but if you're out there promoting, you know, the trips that you had gone on all the time, yeah, and it's all these perfect promotions, but sometimes every now and then, probably a good idea to throw something in that doesn't necessarily shows positivity show something more realistic to let you know that you're not there sharing to stick it to people right yeah because my life because everyone's circumstances are different of course right and and uh and i think when you're more realistic about it i think people appreciate you as a realistic genuine person that you're just sharing your life but you're not sharing your life in a forceful kind not a forceful kind of way but what's the word here where you're you kind of share. not authentic not or authentic. Inauthentic, inauthentic yeah, yeah right. you know but i think it's important that we as we as we go through life that we begin to share things that are actually meaningful and important to us um today i shared a post about confidence and i remember talking to you about it and telling you well you know i'm not ready for that confidence photo because even though i'm I am a confident girl. I feel very confident walking into rooms, you know, and, you know, talking to people, you know, making myself be known. I'm not as confident in sharing that on social media and being that person that just sort of puts her life out there and puts her body out there. You know, even though I work hard at my body, I work hard at doing what I do. um, I always feel like I'm not at the right place or the right you know, size or the right weight or the right look or whatever. But I think one thing you said to me is like, you know, but this is, this is you. So this is who you are and you need to embrace it because that makes you even better and sexier and more amazing. So for me, that just kind of like tells me, you know what, even though I'm not at that perfect place where I think I should be perfect, I don't know if perfection even exists. I think even for the most perfect woman, I don't right. even think that even happens and that even exists for them. I don't think it, I don't think profession exists. I just think it's unnecessary. Uh. I just, I don't think it's, <laughs> oh, that's so good. I, just I, don't think, I don't think you have to strive to be perfection. I just think you have to strive to put effort into things. And there's always going to be naysayers out there. There's always going to be somebody that says you could have done this different. You could have done that different. You could still be 10 pounds lighter. Yeah, in two and a half decades of business, everyone likes to put their two cents into what you're doing. But, you know, you always have the inside out perspective and there's genetics that's at play. There's, you know, circ- there's other circumstances, environmental circumstances. Perfection is a necessary stressful goal to get to because you're never going to get get to that because in order to be perfect you have to have the acceptance yeah. of everyone and now not everyone's going to accept what you're doing because everyone sees what you're doing from a different angle based on their experiences on story. their yeah right. on their backgrounds yeah 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 so i'm i think it's is a good way for us to see how toxic positivity can be you know, inspirational, or it could also be detrimental to each person. But I think when you approach anything, when you are on social media, when you are on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you have got to always keep in mind that your life is your life and your life is different from everybody else's life. And there's no one else just like you. Whatever you approach, is going to be from your approach. It's not going to be from anybody else's approach. And their experiences are not your experiences. 
So if you have um, a moment of doubt that your life is not good enough, that your life is not measured up, measuring up to what their life is, that your marriage and your husband is not as good as their husband, I think you need to put a pause on that moment, think about it, and say to yourself, this is this moment in, 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 in this view, is it authentic, is it real, or is it just a moment for me to reflect and think about how wonderful I have it, how amazing it's been for me, and never compare yourself to anybody else, always compare to where you have been right, in exactly, the past right. and yourself. Everyone paints their own brush in life. Everyone yes. comes from a different set of background, yes. different circumstances. Everyone is, you know, my circumstances are different than a lot of people that I know circumstances. My path in life was painted for me and charted out. And I decided to take upon that path and do what I wanted to yeah. do with it. And it worked out well for me. And, you know, another thing is money doesn't always buy you happiness. Mm -hmm. We have it, but it buys you comfort. It buys you some mm -hmm. happiness. You mm -hmm. get to sleep at night, but it mm -hmm. also creates a different uh, set of skills, a set yeah. of, I'm sorry, not skills, a set of issues out there that you don't have if you didn't have that yeah. issue. So there's other stresses that come with it. And you don't know it until you have it. But I think, you know, if there's a lot of stress out there these days, obviously with Corona, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, issues that people are going through that are kind of unprecedented. And, and I think the best way to get through those issues is to, is to be authentic, is to kind of go out there and kind of spill the beans about your life. And I think people, you'll find people to, to reach out more and to throw their two cents in. And you may get a dollar's worth of advice, but you may just find the two cents that yeah, you really need within that dollar. Yeah. And then that may be the difference in your life. Because It may be the difference in your life. And I think that if you keep trying, to, you keep trying to paint these pictures yeah. all the time, yeah. how yeah, perfect yeah. your life is, you're just stressing yourself out unnecessarily. I agree with that. And I love that last comment that you made, how it's not everybody, like everybody has a different journey that they take in life. I want to thank everybody for joining us today and being a part of this podcast episode. Please leave us your comments. Please let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Thank you. See you next, next time, guys. Bye.